baseball, hockey, and soccer knowledge you could ever need. This is The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. Yes, you heard me correctly on the intro. This is The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. We are the best sports show on this station. I am McLean Hopkins, joined as always by Creed Finnefrock and Will Pellerin. And we've also got a guest joining hey. us today. Yeah, it's Gabe. Uh, Gabe is the GM of our station. But he also likes sports, uh, so oh. we're going to have him on our sports show. It's, it's uh, going to be great. How are you guys feeling today? I like to be called Cy for the rest of the day. You'd like to be called Cy for the rest of the day. All right, of course. Uh, so we're joined by Cy, who is not the Cy that is normally on the station, but it's a different Cy whose name is normally Gabe. Are you guys feeling all right in there? Yeah, feeling good. Feeling good. All right, good things from Creed. Yeah. You guys uh, ready to get us started with our 5-5 five and five recap? Yeah, so to start us off, we're going to be covering soccer first. Uh, so currently... The USA men's soccer team is playing against Mexico in the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, that's going to be, it, well, it's actually going on right now. Uh, and then next week, we have USA against Jamaica, and that's Tuesday at 2 p.m. Anyway, we can watch that game, Creed? Currently, you can be watching this on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, unfortunately, not normal ESPN, but you can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. And then also, uh, November 20th is the start of the playoffs in the MLS. Uh, to kick us off, we have Philadelphia against New York Red Bulls, and then Sporting Kansas City versus Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah. And then in the conferences, uh, Sounders were in first but ended up dropping into second. And then a couple other teams ended up coming up from the bottom. Uh, Minnesota was eighth a couple weeks ago, and now they're fifth. So that was something really cool to see. And then in the English Premier League, last week we had the Manchester Derby. Manchester City taking that one 2 to nothing with an own goal. And a halftime goal from Bernardo Silva. All right, uh, on to you, Will, for hockey. Yeah, in hockey, it's been a really crazy week. The Kraken dropped the game to the Anaheim Ducks 7-4. to uh, However, two empty netters should have left the score at 5-4. to um, But unfortunately, the Kraken managed to let those in. Couldn't quite complete the comeback, although it was an entertaining game to watch. Uh, the Canucks fell to the Avalanche 7-1, to which is a pretty rough score. Uh, Avalanche missing Nathan McKinnon for that. Uh, still managed to put up that many on them is not a good sign at all for the Canucks. So I've seen a lot of people questioning their coaching, their GM, uh, just their team in general. A couple of those stars haven't been performing as they should. Um, but otherwise in the league, a couple, two two surprising teams to me right now that are really standing out are the Minnesota Wild and the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Ducks, after adding that win against the Kraken, move on to a six-game win streak, uh, while the Wild will remain... Uh, upwards of 750 win percentage so far. Both of those teams didn't find a whole lot of success last year, uh, so it's cool to see them doing well. 
On the other hand, um, the Canadians, who were in the Stanley Cup final last year, have been struggling to get wins this year. Their goaltending has certainly been a problem with injuries, and uh, the loss of Kotkaniemi has really hurt them. Anyways, we will go on to Gabe and hear about basketball. All right. Uh, I'm not Gabe. My duty here is as a guest and a guest only. True. Yesterday was a little bit uh, quiet on the basketball front. Uh, the Pacers stunned the Utah Jazz 111 to 100 uh, to drop the Jazz to eight and four after their dominant start. The Clippers were able to just slip by the Heat 112 to 109, and the Raptors were able to get above 500 with a 115 to 109 victory over the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Toronto is now above 500 early in the season, still early in the season, but being above 500 is good. Good for the Raptors. Uh, now we're going to go um, over to uh, me for baseball. <laughs> um, so in baseball, uh, the World Series happened last week. Everyone remembers the world champion 88-win Braves. It was a big underdog story, but those same Braves uh, just keep on winning. The uh, Silver Sluggers Gold Gloves were announced this past week, and the Braves had three Silver Sluggers. Uh, their ace pitcher, Max Freed, uh, was a Silver Slugger pitcher, which is, again, Kind of a pointless award because a pitcher's job is to pitch, but it's still cool. He hit 273, which, uh, were he a member of your Seattle Mariners, would have been second on the team <laughs> behind Ty France. Uh, Aussie Albies won the second base gold glove, and their uh, third baseman, Austin Riley, won the third base silver slugger. It's cool stuff. Uh, all is bright in Atlanta, and they're going to add another top five player in all of baseball back to the fold next season. The Braves, uh, it could be the dawn of a dynasty in Atlanta. Uh, now over to Will for some football. Yeah, uh, last night a massive upset for the Dolphins against the Ravens. That game was really big. Uh, a combined effort there by Brissett and Tua uh, to finish that one out. But that's going to really tighten up the playoff race over here in the AFC North. Uh, keeping the Ravens to six wins. Uh, will now keep every single team in that division uh, at a one win like rating for the standings. So you have the Steelers or the Ravens at six and three leading that division. The Steelers five and three, and the Browns and Bengals sitting at five and four. So this is going to be a really really tight one. We knew this one's going to be tight from the start, um, but it's pretty crazy to see all of those teams over five hundred. And that's really not the division I thought it would be coming from. Speaking of the NFC West, uh, our Seahawks have had a rough go of it. But there are rumors of Russ returning. He will return. He will, he return. will return. Carson and, will not, but Russ will. And then uh, other divisional news, I'm sure you guys all saw it, OBJ signing with the Rams. That that just makes it even worse. Uh, I mean, their team is already good right now, but the, the playoffs are looking even more distant every single week for the Seahawks. Yeah, I'll chime in just for one second. One thing I... I will want to look at for the Seahawks going forward. They're not necessarily in a competition with the Cardinals and the Rams anymore. Those two are, are kind of juggernauts in the NFC West. However, I mean, you look at a team like the Atlanta Falcons, 4-4 four and four currently in that seventh position uh, in the NFC playoff picture. If we could uh, just get a couple wins straight with uh, with Russell back, get to 9-8, and eight, maybe even 8-9, and nine, sneak into the playoffs uh, with uh, how, how bad it's gone so far with Russell's injury, being able to salvage a playoff appearance I think would be pretty good and who knows maybe go on the road to tampa green bay and have an upset uh the bears won eight games last season and made the playoffs so do with that information what you will i think nine wins should be more than enough to get seattle to a playoff spot the nfc is pretty weak this yeah, year it's top heavy 
The issue, however, is going to be leapfrogging the Saints and Vikings, two teams in the wild card hunt that both have head-to-head tiebreakers over Seattle. Yeah. The Saints, uh, you know, they're turning to uh, what's name Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Trevor Simeon's last time he was named the starter, Barack Obama was the president. <laughs> uh, Trevor Simeon is not a franchise quarterback. I say that lovingly. Trevor Simeon is not the answer at quarterback for the Saints. Uh, between him and Taysom Hill, I, th- I think they make up like like six tenths of an of an NFL quarterback. You yeah. know, you a combined effort. Uh, the Vikings have three wins, same as the Seahawks, but the Saints could be going into a tailspin. Seattle has to finish a full game ahead of both of them if they want to make the playoffs. The schedule gets easier. Uh, between the football team, Texans, and Lions, who make up three of Seattle's final games, uh, they've got three wins to share between them. But, uh, you know, there's some juggernauts that Seattle's got to pass. Uh, the Falcons, Panthers, Vikings, Saints, all in the way, and not to mention the chance that San Francisco could heat up. Yeah. San Francisco's got a game left against Seattle, and if they catch them, if they beat them in the second game, they'll hold the tiebreaker. It's uh, it's it's no sure thing for Carroll's Seahawks getting to the playoffs. What do you guys think? Any any chance? Any glimmers of hope for Seahawks Nation? I I personally think that there's a chance. Um, you, you think know, that there's a chance? There, there's always a chance. It's, Creed, it's you're early a Vikings enough. Fan. It's early enough in the season. You know what? What we're halfway through, almost halfway through. There's a chance you can make a turnaround. Um, I'd rather them, you know, stay behind the Vikings, but that's because yeah. I'm biased. Yeah, Creed. Um, but uh, you know, for those I, who don't know, Creed, Minnesota Vikings fan. The Vikings also sit at three wins. Do you think their chances of getting to the playoffs are better or worse than Seattle? I'd say better than Seattle because, as you said, they're ahead of Seattle. Right, yeah, because well, that head win. So, listen. I mean, I, I think that with Russell Wilson at quarterback, you you he's never had a losing season in a decade. I mean, you can't just say the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. I know they've had a lot of close losses, and it's kind of, it could kind of go either way. They could easily be six and three right now, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I think I would much rather be in the Seahawks position right now. Um, only problem is you've got a game against the Cardinals, game on the road against the Rams, and then another game on the road against the Cardinals. Uh, so those are three teams, or I guess two teams in our division that that really pose um, a unique threat. Because if you look at the Vikings, they get to play the Lions, um, they get to play the Bears. It's it's not the same story as this NFC West that that beats on each other all season long. Seattle gets a game against uh, against the Lions too, though. <laughs> yeah, and the Bears, uh, I and guess. the Bears, uh, and the, the Texans. Uh, it's been a philosophy of mine for a long time that divisional games always, 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 always split in the NFC West. Can you remember, Gabe, the last time Seattle swept a division opponent? They probably swept San Francisco last year, didn't they? They did not. Oh my gosh! I was going to say it's probably San Francisco somewhere in the yeah. They last went two and fourteen years. two years ago. Yeah. The last time Seattle swept a division opponent, it was the San Francisco 49ers, but it was 2015. Wow! wow. It was 2015. It's definitely not the Rams. I can tell you that much. It was they the Rams the swept number. Seattle uh, in 2018. And probably this year, sadly. Maybe this year. There's still one game left, and that is a home game. So Seattle will get a home game against the Rams. You no, know, they're on the road against the Rams. On the road against the Rams? Did we already play them at home? Thursday Night Football. Remember when you got injured You're and right. Geno Smith came in? Geno, yeah. Huh. Maybe. I don't know. I, just, I, I have blind faith that Russell Wilson can salvage. Um, Maybe just, get a win? Listen, I mean, if you just look through their schedule, let's just pick out some wins. Okay. Washington football team. That defense has been terrible. At the Texans, they'll get that win. And then Bears and Lions. I'm going to give them four wins right there. They're already sitting at seven. 
Um, seven to five, right there. If they can just beat either the Packers, the Cardinals at home, the Forty ers at home, the Rams in or, in L A. in in L A. or the Cardinals, just win one of those five games, I think they they have a chance to to make the playoffs at eight and nine. Yeah, I mean it, it's a. I was not a fan of the seven seed. I uh, will come right out and yeah. say it. I love fun playoff games. I love underdog teams. But letting an 8-9 and nine team into the playoffs every year was not the answer for the league. That said, now that it's the Seahawks, yeah. kind of glad there's a 7 seed. Yeah. I still and it's think, another game. It's an extra game. Yeah, I still think the sport of football would have been better for, you know, making a playoff appearance below 500 like a unique thing. I mean, in the entire history of the NFL, there have been two playoff teams that have uh, gone below 503. Pardon me, three. I forgot about I forgot about last year's Washington football team. Uh, Last year's Washington football team with Taylor Heineke, Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, and a smorgasbord of other quarterbacks. Uh, The Panthers did it without Cam Newton. Seven, eight, and one Panthers uh, a few years back, twenty fourteen or fifteen, I want to say. And the Seahawks did it in Carroll's first season. Seven and nine was good enough for the division. And one thing I will say is that. They can't get it right. They're having teams that go seven and nine make the playoffs, and the college football playoff can't get it right. Where they have twelve and one teams that are sitting that out. Is. Yeah, it. Yeah, you got to get it right. It yeah. should be above five hundred. Why is it that for football fans, the sport that you know hundreds and hundreds of teams play lets four into the playoffs, and the sport with thirty-two teams lets fourteen <laughs> of them in? It's this is all backwards. All right, well, uh, I think we're going to go for a quick break on the water break. Uh, Thank you guys for hanging out with us, discussing football. Uh, When we come back, we'll be playing uh, a fun new game that I've been excited to debut for a long time. Uh, In just four minutes, the water break will return on 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome back into the Water Break, the best sports show on 88.9 The Bridge. I am McLean, joined with Gabe, with Creed, and with Will. And we're going to debut a new game that uh, I've wanted to play on this show for a while now. Um, normally we play trivia in this in this uh, little segment here where somebody tries to stump everybody else and it's a grand old time for everybody. But we're going to debut a new game. Cy is out. Cy won trivia last week. He was supposed to write, but he's out sick. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers with him. (laughs) Um, But this week, we're going to play a fun new game. I'm going to say a name. That name either belongs to an NFL tight end, a rock star of a notable rock band, or a local politician. Are you guys excited for that? Aren't those all the same thing? Are they not all the same thing? Oh, you'd be surprised. Um, all right. Do we all have to choose a different answer, or can we overlap? You can just buzz in first, and I'll say okay. if you're right. Okay. You can buzz in by buzz saying in your, name your name into the mic, or you cannot do that. It's your call. Just shout things. That's fun, but it's less respectful. We're going to uh, play some funky music and uh, roll roll the game. All right, you guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Will? Yep. All right, let's get it. All right, your first name is Pat Fryermuth. Anyone know Pat Fryermuth? Gabe. Gabe. Tight end. Tight end. Pittsburgh Steelers. One point for Gabe. Uh, We're going to say first to four wins. First to four sounds good. Yeah. All right. Up next, we got Dan Strauss. Anyone come up about Dan Strauss? Creed. Uh, Politician. Creed is correct. Politician. Did you know that, Creed, or did you just guess that? It sounded very politician-y. Seattle City Council member. All right. Up next, we got Brian Bell. Creed. Creed. Uh, Rockstar. 
Creed is correct. Let's go. Now, what band does Brian Bell play Absolutely in? Absolutely no clue. Weezer. Brian Bell is a rhythm oh, guitarist in well, Weezer. Now I'm sad I don't know that. Yeah, my buddy saw Weezer the other day. They said they were pretty good. That's cool. Um, uh, up next. <laughs> up next. This is so much fun. Are you guys having a good time? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Up next, we got Craig Reynolds. What do you think of Craig Reynolds? Will. Will. Sounds like a politician. Craig Reynolds is a politician. Wow, how are we so we're good? Really, Mercer Island really City Council member. Wow, yeah. we should start taking calls and, and smoking all the callers. Uh, <laughs> up next, we got Adam Trotman. Gabe. Gabe. Oh. Tight end. Saints. Tight Dude, end Saints. Adam caught me off guard. All right, yeah. up next. Up next. We got Ian Farmer. We feeling good about Ian Farmer? Creed. No. Creed. Uh, Rockstar. Rockstar is correct. Let's wow. go. Has anyone been wrong yet? I don't think we've we missed one yet. Yeah, Ian Farmer is the bass player in modern baseball. Wow, modern baseball. Modern I baseball. Have no clue what band that is. I, I love band names. That is so funny. Me too. Modern baseball. Modern baseball. They were named. Uh, this is a fun piece of trivia. Modern baseball were a, like a pop punk emo band. They named themselves Modern Baseball after a book from the seventies. Wow. Um, and I guess that brings us to our next uh, next name. We got Nick Boyle. Creed. Okay. Oh, Gabe. Oh, oh shoot. I think Creed might have got that. I'm gonna be Creed. Respectful. Take it. Oh, I was gonna say tight end. Yeah, tight end is tight correct. End, but wow. I think he got that. Up next, we got Peter Chris. Dude, that was four. Gabe. Gabe. Politician. No. No. McLean, I'm at four. No, you're not. Yeah, Peter yeah. Chris is uh, <laughs> the, the, Dude, the drummer in Kiss. Uh, we're going to actually listen back to the tape because I swear Creed's only at three. I'm pretty sure I'm I at think four. He's, I think he's at four. Uh, Whatever. You guys want to keep playing because yeah. it's fun? Yeah, let's just keep playing. Will and I can have a battle for a second. All right, oh, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Second, yeah, dude, second place game. Second Will, place game. Yeah. All right. We got Brandon Bostick. How are we feeling Gabe. about Brandon Bostick? Gabe. Isn't he the Green Bay Packers tight end that fumbled the ball on the... On that was him. Oh, that yeah, was him. Okay. I just wanted to include him in the game. I wanted... <laughs> I wanted. I wanted. disrespectful. I wanted Seahawks Nation to remember yeah. how lucky we've been yeah. in some key situations. Uh, up next, we got Bruce Harrell. Will. So Will. That's 100% a politician. That is a politician. Wow. That is the mayor-elect of Seattle, uh, oh, who was at him. one point... Uh, a football player for the Washington Huskies, so, so I would have accepted tight I end. I have went to, Okay, interesting. All right, up next we got Brad Petering. Will. Gabe. Oh, that was Will. Will. That's a rock star. Yeah, that that's is. a rock that star. Is. That's, I think that's is that four. That's the singer in TV Girl, and you're both at three. Okay, okay. All right, up next we got Nick Harmer. Gabe. Gabe. Politician. Nope. No. Tight end. <laughs> no, not a tight end. It's a actually. rock star. Hey, is it a rock star? It's a rock star. Look at that. Nick Harmer plays plays the bass in Death Cab for oh, Cutie. No. Uh, up next, we got Julius Thomas. Gabe. Gabe. Oh, tight end. Easy. You know, and Broncos takes, legend. Takes, the uh, Nick Harmer on you. I only got tight ends. I only got tight ends. We, yeah, uh, I asked Will, hey, uh, why are you reading the Death Cab for Cutie Wikipedia page early today? And he still didn't get it. No, I <laughs> he still literally didn't get it. said his name yeah. in front of me mm-hmm. like 30 minutes ago. I did. I did. Wow. <laughs> you guys weren't there, uh, but I promise. <laughs> All That's right, amazing. so that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. Did you guys enjoy that? Yeah, yeah. that was great. I actually I, that really was an, liked that. I got way too into that. Yeah, that I'm intense. thinking next week we open this up to callers. That would be so much fun. That would be really fun. Uh, speaking of, if you guys want to call in later on the show, our number is 206-275-9104. You can call or text us for the duration of the show, and we will be there to answer it. We love having uh, callers on the show. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for uh, tuning into the water break. We're going to take another brief recess, and we will be back shortly. Thank you all for hanging out. 
Welcome back to Welcome the water break on 88.9 The Bridge. I am still McLean, still joined with Gabe, Creed, and Will. And what we're going to be talking about right now is which NFL quarterbacks over 30 are the safest. Safe, we're going to say, applies to will they still be on their team in, like, let's say one year or two years. 30 was for a long time the expiration date of NFL yeah. players. Running backs and quarterbacks alike, they all seemed to be done by the time they were 30 you know it was rare to see legends like 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 brett Favre play into their late 30s yeah. you know obviously brady breeze uh and the 04 class of quarterbacks as well as peyton manning have sort of done away with that narrative uh and running backs start to get older too frank gore adrian peterson still kicking but uh 30 is still i think a good expiration date for a lot of players gabe who do you think which quarterback over 30 is going to be definitely their team's starter in two years. Listen, one thing I want I want to discuss... Okay, he's exactly 30 years old. Okay, that's good. Because I know Derek Carr at the beginning of the year didn't make headlines, but one thing that I know went around the league was he said in a press conference, 30 is the new 20 now for NFL quarterbacks. You um, can can be 10 years into the NFL, and you still have 15 to go. Tom Brady's obviously the gold standard for that. He is not only still playing at 44 years old, but he's also throwing the ball with a higher velocity than he ever has. He's still winning games, winning Super Bowls. And um, Derek Carr has had a very uh, underrated year. They're hosting the Chiefs, who have been struggling on Sunday Night Football for control in the division. I think uh, they've got a great shot at winning that game. Um, The Chiefs, we need to stop pretending that the Chiefs are just a great football team that um, is in a, a little bit of a slump right now. Obviously, Mahomes is, but that defense is... um is weak, and I think Derek Carr has has performed really well. So I think he's someone that could definitely stay um, as their quarterback. Derek Carr for the Raiders. His contract is up after the season. I he don't deserves think an extension. he'll leave. The question is whether whether without Gruden he's going to keep getting those extensions. If the new brass wants to try and rebuild the franchise, that's my only concern with Derek Carr. But other than that, very safe. Uh, what about you? Who do you guys think? Uh, well, personal for safe, I would have to go with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we've seen the Packers really? try to replace. Really? We've, He's no, like okay. the least safe me, on his own let team. Let me explain this. We've seen the Packers try to replace him multiple times in different drafts getting rookies. And look how it's turned out. Rodgers comes back every single time. Yeah. He plays amazingly. They'll, I'm sure they'll do the same thing. They'll pick up some guy. They'll keep going with the guys they've drafted. Um, and Rodgers is going to end up starting next year. I guarantee it. One thing I will say just really quickly is I, I know that when that news came out about Rodgers the, the day of the draft that he was he wanted out, I took a deep breath and said, there's no way this happens. He's not going to leave, and that's usually how it works. I don't think Rodgers will get traded. I think he's just going to pack up and yeah, go. I agree. I think his contract is out. Next year is his last year. I think after the 2022 season, he's going to be done. He will no longer be a Green Bay Packer. He's going to leave. He's going to sign with the with the Broncos or some franchise perpetually trapped in the middle and, you know, take them to a Super Bowl, a la, you know, Peyton Manning with the Broncos or uh, Brett Favre with the Vikings. I think, you know, I think Rodgers is a guy, he's a transcendent talent. He'll bring talent with him wherever he goes, not a product of the Packers system at all. And I think that he is going to leave, and he is going to take his talents with him. I think my safest quarterback is Ryan Tannehill, though. Mm. Tannehill is a guy that there is never going to be a reason to replace. I don't think once in his Titans tenure 
Ryan Tannehill has ever been the reason that Tennessee lost a game. He's great at handing the ball off to Derrick Henry or the Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols experience. He's a, a very efficient passer, and his deep arm isn't going anywhere. His measurables are great. He should age with grace. I don't think he's in danger of falling off the cliff anytime soon. His mobility, as he uh, entered into his 30s, became more of a trick he had up his sleeve rather than the main part of what made him a good NFL quarterback. But I think that his his seat in Tennessee is as safe as it gets. What about you, Creed? What do you think? Uh, I think probably, you know, Brady's got to have some sort of, you know, being there as a safe quarterback. I think the only thing that's really going to stop him is probably age or some sort of injury. Uh, Stafford's another one that I think is pretty safe right now. Uh, the Rams have been doing really well with him, and he just got moved there, and I don't think they're going to try to get rid of him. And then Kirk Cousins, I think, is probably going to stay in Minnesota for yeah. a little while just because his he has actually been playing extremely well uh, recently and even in the last year or two. But uh, the defense of the Vikings has really kind of held them back from getting a lot of wins. So I think that those three quarterbacks are pretty safe right now. Kirk Cousins, 16 TDs, only two picks. Yeah, That's true. However, I think the safety of Cousins is directly tied to the safety of Mike Zimmer. If Kirk Cousins can't win, Minnesota will tear it all down, and that will include getting Kirk's contract off the books. They'll take some salary dump deal, and Kirk will go and play somewhere else. Maybe, maybe Carolina. Maybe somewhere, Denver. somewhere that needs maybe Denver. Somewhere that needs a quarterback will uh, be willing to pay for Kirk's services. We saw uh, Stafford get moved this offseason. He's had a career that's been pretty good, I'll say. But his last five years and Kirk Cousins' last five years have been a lot closer than a lot of people realize. Stafford had a higher peak, but Kirk, over the last five years, has been more consistent, and his contract is a bit uh, more expensive. But I think that uh, some team might pay similar to what the Rams paid for Stafford for Kirk Cousins if the Vikings do tear it all down after Mike Zimmer. And I think Zimmer's seat, sitting at 3-5 and in the year that he was supposed to go win it all, I think his seat is starting to get a little warm. What about you, Will? Yeah, personally, I would kind of agree with that. Uh, I'm not really sure, though. So I wanted to shift over to another guy that you guys, I'm sure, have watched a lot this year, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Do mm-hmm. you think he's got two more years? Do you think he's got any more years? I don't think he's got I any mean, more we've, years. He's been pretty horrible this year, to be honest. Uh, and then the injuries is a whole other factor. On top of that, I mean, it's probably why he's been playing so badly. But dude can barely throw the ball past 20 yards. All right. So now I've got a different question for you. Who's under center for Pittsburgh next season? If they're really thinking playoffs, they won't be high enough in the draft to get a plug-and-play starter. Dwayne Haskins they traded for last year. I'd be shocked if they if they get him on. Aaron Rodgers is famous for a couple of weeks ago. What uh, What week was that? Week five or so when he kind of stared at the sideline towards Mike Tomlin when he called a timeout, if you guys remember hmm. that. I do um, remember that. It was it was a weird moment, and it was almost like they were flirting with each other uh, from from the field, which was definitely um, unique. But listen, I think um, I think Aaron Rodgers is 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 going to leave after this year. I didn't think he was going to leave uh, for the for the season. Uh, and Pittsburgh or Denver seem like the top two spots. So maybe it, maybe it's Rodgers. Maybe it's Rodgers. I'm going to go against the grain. I think it's Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> 
I actually, I, longtime fans of this show will know that Tyrod Taylor is one of my favorite NFL yeah. players. I love Tyrod Taylor to death. I think that, you know, after a year in Tennessee, he's been injured. Or Tennessee, excuse me, a year in Houston, he's been injured. I think he's a flyer that Pittsburgh is going to have to take. You got Buffalo. Tyrod Taylor is the one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history at not throwing interceptions. And that's really all Mike Tomlin needs. Najee Harris is a weapon. Uh, Pittsburgh found gold when they picked him in the first round. He's been incredibly valuable, a three-down workhorse, the likes of which Pittsburgh hasn't seen since Le'Veon Bell. I think that the Pittsburgh quarterback next season can only beat them. The defense is so good that a good quarterback won't be the difference in winning football games for the Steelers next season. A quarterback can only beat them, and Tyrod Taylor will never beat his own team. Yeah, they could get a guy like the way the Patriots did this year with Mac Jones, saying Cam Newton actually was the risky young option, and Mac Jones was the guy that just wasn't going to mess up their game plan with running the football. Uh, McLean, I'm going to go now with someone over 30 who I think is in a lot of danger, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's a pretty easy answer. Is he 30? He's exactly 30. Well, yeah, he's 30 years old. He turned 30, what, 10 days ago. No way. Happy birthday, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now you officially made the list of players that are going to get shipped off. And I think Pittsburgh might be a destination. Who knows? Happy birthday, Jimmy Um, G. Yeah, Jimmy G, congrats. You're going to get replaced by Trey Lance, I think. Um, And I think that could come... Uh, this year, that's not no no surprise. I, I just think that in the locker room, how can you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's six two two twenty five, and then have Trey Lance right next to him, who's I mean they're on the same size, but at the same time he's got the athleticism. Um, he's got yeah. I mean, Trey Lance hasn't torn his Achilles five times. Yeah, or whatever exactly. It is. They just they just feel it feels like that the Forty Niners are are pretty much building a wall right in front of them where they can't get past with Jimmy Garoppolo. And this roster is too talented to be 3-5, and five, uh, probably going to go 3-6 and six after the Rams come into town. I think that, that Jimmy Garoppolo will be gone by the end of the season. He's too good to not be a starting quarterback in the NFL, uh, but too injury-dependent to be a franchise quarterback. So I think a place like the Steelers for a year, uh, while they kind of use him as a not a bridge quarterback, but maybe for one or two years, um, that could be a, a place, and I think I think Jimmy G will be gone. Definitely. All right. Some great things have been said today. I definitely agree with almost everything's been said. I'd like to thank Gabe for sitting down with oh, us. Oh, it was so much fun. Thanks yeah, for having me. Yeah, you've been probably my favorite guest we've ever oh. had on this show. Oh, the best. Um, thank you guys for listening to The Water Break. Uh, we love hanging out with you guys on Fridays. Uh, I think the time of the show is going to move soon, so just like uh, follow us on Instagram for an update. Um, but we're going to go. Uh, this is uh, Pink Floyd, some great classic rock on 88.9 The Bridge, The Dogs of War, and stay tuned for the Thinking Out Loud show, one of my personal favorites. Uh, for Gabe, for Will, and for Creed, I've been McLean. Thank you for hanging out with us.